What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cool. All righty, we are starting. Uh, might be paying a little less attention to the show because we are watching the end of the Brewer game. Uh, Mark Canna just hit a ground rule double to tie the game. So Jake and I are watching. So you get a little little watch party to start the show today as we are watching the Brewers trying to get some uh, some more magic from South Freelich as if he hasn't had enough magic already. <laughs> Here's another thing. This is definitely going to be a walk-off because it's a rookie at bat right now. True. All our walk-offs are from the rookies, it seems like. All Except our, one. Uh, position power pair and underrated performers are all rookies, too. Move your ass, Sal! Safe! Nah, he was out. Oh. He was out. He was out, I know. That's I good as want, a I, My heart wanted him to be safe. I know, right? <laughs> Damn it. Well, Willie, literally all you have oh, to do is just hit it deep. That, that yeah, is it. Exactly. You don't, even have to, you don't even have to get a hit. Yep. Just deep. I would love for a Willie Adamas redemption moment right here. Oh, if he if he has the exact same hit that he had in his last at bat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, can't wait. Come on. Oh, of Come course on. we're making a pitching oh. change. Yeah. You want to do our uh, our power pair and underrated performers real quick while they do the pitching change? Yeah, you you go first. All right, I'll go first. So jump in. Um my power position player is Bryce Terang. He was 8 for 21 last week. That's a 380 batting average. He had two home runs, five RBIs, uh, drew three walks, only two strikeouts for Bryce Terang last week. That is that is great. Um, today he had his second error of the season. It might get overturned as a as a hit because the ball took a tough hop. Uh, even still, even if it's his second error, he should be in like gold glove consideration. Right. Um, that's tough to keep in air, in my opinion. Now, I'm not even like trying to be a homer. Like that ball took a horrible bounce, and that ate him alive, man. Yeah. All right. So they didn't make a pitching change. Bud Black just came out, and they're bringing in a fifth infielder. So now, really, all Willie has to do is get the ball to the outfield. Huh. Just get the ball to the outfield, Willie. That's it, Willie. Yep. They brought the right fielder in. So. All right. 
They're gonna pitch you low and away, buddy. Yep. Gotta, he's he's just gotta do he's gonna move what a little other Willie does, weight, honestly. He's just gotta stay with it. Just stay with the ball, let the ball do whatever it's gonna do. You don't have to pull everything. No, just slap it in there. Just do a William Contreras slap. Yeah. Outside, good eye. There we go. Um, my power pitcher, I went with Yoel Piamps. He pitched three innings last week, gave a one hit, one walk, two strikeouts. Uh, pitched again today. Uh, he's only given up four earned runs since the beginning of June. Pretty fucking good. Joel Piamps <laughs> is good. Uh, it's not going to be deep enough. Unless it falls. All right. All right. See if they do it again. Okay. Uh, my underrated performer, I went with Andrew Monasterio. Um, he's been playing much better defense as of late. Um, he had the one play in Washington where he made the bad throw and allowed the, the Nationals to win the game. Uh, he's going to have an opportunity to walk it off for the Brewers right now with two outs, so that would be huge while I'm talking about him. Uh, yeah. He's homered in back-to-back days. He had a career-high three hits yesterday. He was 8 for 26 last week. Up to this at bat, that's a 308 batting average. So let's see if he gets the walk off. Let's check it out. Come on, come on, come on. Bad throw! Yeah! Let's get the walk off. Woo! Look. <laughs> About time Colorado's bad defense actually shows its face. All we hear every time the Brewers play the Rockies is the Rockies are a bottom third defensive team, and then they all play like Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, and Troy Tulowitzki against the Brewers. About time it came back to bite them. They robbed Santana. I am, I'm actually really, really happy for for Mark Canna and that yeah, moment for sure. Um, we were talking before the show, and I, I was like, people are going to be bitching about Mark Canna, you know, dropping the ball on the transfer. And they're not going to talk about Wilson leaving the ball over the heart of the plate, right? So um, tremendous redemption moment for him. Tremendous comeback by the Brewers down 4-0 to zero today. Oh, nice. Love it. I believe Love that would it. be the 16th comeback victory since July, June, June 18th. June 18th, yes. June 18th. So the, They're now first in Major League Baseball. Yeah, they were tied, so now they're first yep. by themselves. So that's tremendous. I don't care who it is; these are all professionals. These are all major league baseball teams. Yep. every win counts right now. Every win matters. Look at Andrew Monasterio gets the walk off right after I call in my underrated performer. And he had a massive home run today. <laughs> yeah, he did. Good stuff. And good defense. Yeah, love good it. Stuff. Love that yeah, for Andrew. Threw a runner out at home today. Made up for the moment that he had in Washington. Exactly. Absolutely good. Oh, here comes the Gatorade. Oh, Sophia got it too. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, I'm gonna shut my stuff off. Yep, so I'm, I'm gonna yep, I'm gonna turn the brewery game off. No, All right. Nice. Alrighty. That might be some good karma for us. Love it. Needed it. Okay. Yeah, definitely needed it. So, my power pair, my power hitter is none other than Sal Frelick. Uh, what hasn't this guy done, honestly? The defense, uh, he has a veteran eye at the plate, a veteran approach at the plate. The guy just 
is the hit collector as as mm -hmm. tyler made a, a graphic not too long ago calling him the hit collector it's an awesome graphic you have to go check that out maybe we should repost that uh can do graphic. that but uh also had another one that just came out where he has the least amount of games the 15 rbi in brewers history am i correct on that mm -hmm. how many games was it tyler 16 16 and who who is the other name on that list Pretty the good other player. name on that list is Paul Molitor. He did it in 19 games. That's a that's pretty good company when you, you're with Paul Molitor. Paul Molitor had a great career, uh, one of the greatest brewers of all time. So Sal Frelick, I didn't have the up-to-date stats, but I had, oh, going into this game, Sal Frelick was 5 of 16, 5 runs scored, 2 doubles, 2 home runs, 11 RBIs, 5 walks, and his first career stolen base. Love it. Love it. That's a Boy. slash 313 on base percentage of 478, an 813 slug, and a 1.291 OPS. I mean, this guy's going to be a 300 hitter. It, yeah. He, he just looks like a 300 hitter. He looks, he looks like a professional up there already, only a few weeks into his career. So my power pitcher, I went with Wade Miley. Uh, Wade Miley was pretty dang good after coming back off the – 15-day uh, IL again. He had 10 innings pitched, gave up five hits, two earned runs, five walks, and two Ks. He had one quality start in those two starts. He had a 1.00 whip and a 1.80 ERA. So very solid stuff from your four in your rotation. We have all the power pitchers, and then Wade Miley is just the guy that kind of kind of changes the pace of things. I mean, it's, it's the three power pitchers, and then you got the two – ground ball contact out guys yeah the yeah the technicians the guys that just paint the mm, corner i like that i like that technicians that's good um just popped in my head boy. <laughs> my up was uh tyrone taylor and i know both of us have been rough on him but i feel like sometimes criticism is earned and he did earn it for a little bit but mm -hmm. he's been much better as of late playing four games last week he went four of 11 three runs had two home runs three RBIs, and only two strikeouts for Tyrone Taylor as well. That's good. Now, I, I know it's only it's only four games, but a guy that strikes out at the rate of Tyrone Taylor having two strikeouts and 11 at-bats is a pretty good sample size for a guy that, you know, just really was just free swinging up there, man. Um, but, yeah, he was he was really good. 364 average, 364 on base, a 909 slug, and a one point. 1.273 OPS. I mean, he was on base. He was hitting the ball hard. Can't ask for much more. Also, very good defense by Tyrone Taylor last week. Absolutely. He had, what, two sliding catches in the last two days? Yeah. Made, made both of them look easy, too. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Simon? Just talking some brewers after they got the walk-off win today. So, we have a homestand to talk about. We have seven games. Uh, the brewers went four and three in the seven. Um would have liked five and two, but yeah. being above five hundred is good. I mean, the Reds can't say the same. Um, they're they're kind of reeling a little bit. They're in danger of being passed up by the Cubs. Which, if the Cubs win today, they will be passed by the Cubs because the Reds lost to the Marlins today. Oh, that's good. So, Mets and Cubs, something to keep an eye on after the show is over today. But it feels, it feels icky to say go New York, but. Yeah, well, I mean, we beat the shit out of them like eight times already this year, so I'm okay yeah. with it. Um, they also had a fire sale, so that's fun. Real sure. quick, before we jump into games, I just want to break a little bit of news. 
on the Milwaukee Bucks front. Mm. 13-year NBA veteran Bino Udrick, a two-time champion with the Spurs, is becoming the new head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks Wisconsin Herd G League team. Really? Interesting. I like that. He's I been like with that. um he's been an assistant coach with uh the Pelicans for like the last three years, which I didn't know until I was doing research when we were looking for our Bucks head coach candidates. Yeah. So I like that. former Milwaukee Buck. Bino Udrick is going to be the new head coach of the herd. A guy that's been around the league for a long time. A long time. Honestly, that is that is fantastic for these young developing players. That is where the guys that want to be head coaches, they should all start there. Yep. They're going to like be around that. guys that are just, you know, straight lining them right to the league anyways. you got mm-hmm. a bunch of two-way players. So, I mean, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's a really good hire by us. I like that. All righty. So, let's jump into – Game one against the Pittsburgh Pirates. All right. Well, <laughs> we're going to have two games this week where we name about 17 players that had RBIs in the games. So <laughs> these breakdowns are about to take half an hour apiece because we just decided to score all the runs. So in this one, Adrian Hauser was the starting pitcher, and he mm-hmm. went six innings, gave up four hits, one earned run, two walks, and five Ks. Again, I don't know how many times we have to say it. That is fantastic out of your Put some respect on Adrian Hauser, even today. Seriously. Like, and the people that, like, go crazy at Adrian Hauser for having one bad start, he is not our number one. He's not our number two. Mm -hmm. He's not our number three. And holy shit, he's not our number four. So if one out of every six starts, he has a bad start, whatever. I can really only think of, like, two starts all year where I would say that Adrian Hauser had a bad start. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever. It's not um, getting closer to football season. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. Yeah. Well, we play the Saints week three, correct? Week three, yes. James, you're not going to like us week three. <laughs> uh, JC Mejia pitched in this one. Uh, and uh, Mustache Man pitched in this one. I'm not saying his name because I was upset at him last night. Yep. So two innings pitched uh, from Mejia, two hits, zero earned runs, zero walks, four Ks. Mustache Man had uh, his first appearance with the Milwaukee Brewers in this one. One inning pitch, zero hits, zero runs, zero walks, and one K. So now we get to the RBI department. Yelly, two. Contreras, two. Terang, three. Weimer, one. Frelick, five. Five RBIs for Frelick. Yeah. <laughs> Terang awesome. and Frelick decided to have – both decided to have three run shots in this one, both with two outs. Mm-hmm. Well, when you have when you have one three run shot with two outs, you're kind of like, oh god! Like, is the opposing team yeah. like that sucks, right? Then you have it back to back innings. You're like, that really sucks. <laughs> so tremendous stuff from the Brewers. They were seven of seventeen with runners in scoring position in this game, and they still left eight on base. Goddamn! I'm gonna pull up the stat because I saw it about runners in scoring position, um, and I'll I'll drop it. When we get to it, um, so top of the first, the first two batters reached against Hauser. Hauser got a fielder's choice and an RBI ground out, and then a fly out to get out of it, only giving up the one run. Uh, bottom of the first, Christian Yelich led off with a walk. William Contreras hit into a fielder's choice. Willie Adamas hit a two out single, and then Sal Frelick on the first pitch hit a double to the left center gap. So opposite field hit for Sal Frelick made the game two to one Brewers. Uh, top of the second, Adrian Hauser got two strikeouts and a ground out. 
Bottom of the second, Andre Monasterio and Bryce Tarang had two singles. Uh, Weimer hit a double off the wall to make the game three to one. That extended Joey Weimer's hit streak to eight. So Joey Weimer has been playing better too. Um, Christian Yelich followed with a single to left that made it four to one, and then William Contreras grounded into a double play that scored Weimer from from third that made the game five to one. Now, after that, top of the third, Andre Monasterio made a very nice play on a ball that he had to kind of retreat from. Because mm-hmm. uh, if he charges that ball, it's going to be a really tough hop to try to judge. So he played back, let the ball come to him, and then made a nice throw to first base. So that was good defense by Andre Monasterio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a nice pick by Santana on that throw, part of a 1-2-3 inning. Uh, top of the fourth, um, a one out walk broke 10 straight batters retired by Adrian Hauser. So Hauser had retired 10 in a row after giving up the one run and a one out walk in the fourth broke that. That was the only thing that happened for Pittsburgh in that inning. Bottom of the fourth, Weimer hit a one out single. That was his second hit of the day. That's the Brewers' fifth hit on the first pitch. Brewers were ambushing the first pitch yes, they were. in the first game against the Pirates. Um, Christian Yelich followed up with a single and that was it for the bottom of the fourth. Top of the fifth, Adrian Hauser gets two more strikeouts, one swinging, one looking. Bottom of the fifth, Sal Frelick leads off, or sorry, not leads off, has a one-out walk. He was on base all three of the first three times. Um, Mark Canna got hit by a pitch, and then Bryce Durang, a two-out, three-run home run on the first pitch. <laughs> That's their sixth first pitch uh, hit of that game. And... Um, that that was a second deck home run. Oh yeah, when he hits him, he hits him. That's what I was gonna say. It's it, Tim. It is Wednesday. Um, <laughs> Terang, like both of his last two home runs have been second deckers. Yeah. So like he's obviously he was my power position player, but I mean we didn't expect him to have much power, much less second deck power. Oh, for real. Um, top of the sixth, Hauser got another strikeout looking, and then Andre Monasterio made another nice play on a hot grounder to end the inning. You mentioned Azrian Hauser's stats through six innings, only giving up a one earned run. Very good job. Um, Tim, it's Wednesday all day. It is. Uh, bottom of the bottom of the sixth, William Contreras got his first hit of the game. Santana followed with his first hit of the game, and then Sal Frelick hit a two out, three run home run. Uh, he was on all four times through the first six innings. You mentioned Mejia, seventh inning. He pitched a one, two, three inning um, at two strikeouts. Top of the eighth, uh, Mejia got another strikeout, two singles, and then another strikeout and a lineout. Um, Brewers in the bottom of the seventh. Andre Monasterio let off with a double. Bryce Terang worked an eight pitch at bat. Um, I will give credit to um, Key Brian Hayes. He made a nice play on Bryce Terang's grounder. Bryce Terang tried to go down the left field line, but Hayes was there. Joey Weimer drew a walk. Christian Yelich got a hustle infield single. That's that's just good work by Christian Yelich hustling out of the box to beat the pitcher and the first baseman there, so neither one of them could get to it. Uh, that made the game 12-1. to And then it was funny because a Cubs Twitter page made a comment, imagine your season high being 12 runs. And William Contreras immediately follows that up with a two-run shot to make the Brewers' season-high 14 runs. And I remember going back and forth on Twitter for a couple hours 
that imagine having a worse record than a team whose season high is 12 runs. And then the Brewers made it 14 runs. And up until the last week when the Cubs scored 20 and then 16 on the Reds, their season high was 14. Huh. But, you know, Cubs fans, Chicago fans are just going to talk to talk. So so they want to they flex because they put a bunch of runs on the Reds? Yep. Okay. Whatever. It is what it is. I just thought it was funny that uh, they're like, Ooh, imagine oh, yeah, living rent-free in your heads, I guess. <laughs> um, so I mentioned the top of the eighth, Mejia. Bottom of the eighth, Bryce Durang hit an opposite field single down the left field line. He got his hit down there. Uh, and then you mentioned the top of the ninth, Chafin made his debut. Christian Yelich finished this game three for four with a walk. And then Sal Freelich, Joey Weimer, William Contreras, Andrew Monasterio all had two hits. And then Joey Weimer and Sal Freelich had two walks each. Through this, game, through this game, Sal Freelich had reached in 14 of 22 plate appearances at American Family Field. Jesus Christ. He's going to love playing in Milwaukee for the rest of his life. Jesus. And his jersey's going to be on the rafters. Yeah, number 10 is uh, is done now. Number 10 yeah. is done now. Nobody else is wearing that one. My oh, bold prediction, by the way, my bold prediction was that he was going to come up in August and never play another AAA game. He came up in late July, but he's still – he's never playing another AAA game. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna give that one to you because that, that's, that's bold. That's bold. He came up, and you know what? Who the hell tweeted that? Somebody somebody tweeted saying that the Brewers learned their lesson from Garrett Mitchell the year before, where they brought him up really late, and they they ended up bringing Sal Frelick up pretty early, where the, when they needed a shot in the arm. And I mentioned it to I mentioned it to Vinny Rotino, and he said they wanted to bring him up in April when Garrett Mitchell got hurt. They wanted to bring him up, but they got hurt on the same day. What they wanted to bring him up in April when Garrett Mitchell got hurt, they wanted him to be the Mitchell replacement. I mean, now makes, there's no guarantee. Sense. There's no guarantee that he would have stayed up the entire time. But I mean, if if he would have been playing the way he has been, he would have. I, wow. Yeah. So, uh, an unfortunate thumb injury for Sal Freelick made my bold prediction look a little more correct. Yeah. That's but okay. last thing I'll say on the first game of the Pirates series, the rookies, nine for sixteen. Four walks, eight runs scored, and nine RBI. God damn. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah, I'll take that all day, all day, every day. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I see right. that RBI right there. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to the second game. Um, I'm going to set you up for a stat you're going to say, by the way. So the Brewers lost this one eight to four. Colin Ray was a starting pitcher. Four innings pitched, eight hits, six earned runs, three walks, and two Ks. Um, we've said it before. I'll say it again. He gave us everything he had. He, yep. he definitely filled a void that we needed to fill. He gave us some pretty good, a lot of quality starts. I would have to look at the stats to get that. I got a whole bunch of Colin Ray stats because I'm prepared to say the exact same thing. Yeah. So. Even though he had a bad outing, he had a few bad outings. We didn't know who he was. This guy was, lit- this guy was literally in Tokyo last year. Yep. So it is what it is. Uh, Bryce Wilson also gave up. He had two innings pitch, four hits given up, two earned runs, zero walks, and two Ks. 
Uh, Abnery, your rebay is a young stud. This guy's going to be good. You can tell he's got, he's got the stuff. Uh, two innings pitch, zero hits, zero earned runs, zero walks, and one K. And Hobie Milner with an inning pitch, zeros across the board. Now, the thing I'm going to say before I get into the RBIs is every single run that the Pirates scored was via home run ball this game. So mm-hmm. that's it's a tough pill to swallow. Um, RBIs, Frelick, obviously. <laughs> I feel like we're going to say his name yeah. every week about 17 times. Uh, Mark Canna with, a, with an RBI. And Santana, two RBIs. He had, a, he had a home run his 14th of the year, 56 RBIs in the year for him. So I was looking – I was looking into it. Tyler did Tyler did the, the heavy lifting on this one. But the Brewers, up to this point, had given up 144 home runs. Yeah. I'm going to save it until we get to the first game of the Rockies series because I told it up through that point. Okay. So well, I'm going to save, I'm gonna save the, the statistic until then. I was a little what foreshadowing then, so keep that number in your mind. Yes. We, get, we, get, we were like fifth or sixth most in home runs allowed. Seventh? Was it seventh? They're a little bit lower now. I think they are, I want to say, like 12th. 12th. So, yeah. yeah, we got some numbers for you. They're pretty crazy, actually. I still I still think it's pretty wild. The percentage is still, yeah, it's still very shocking to me. So, I will say, in the top of the first inning, um, Colin Ray got the ground ball that he needed. Just fluke chance that it bounces off a of second base. Yeah. That's, that's just a tough break. Um, and then followed that up with a home run. Eight Pirates batted with two outs. Or sorry, eight Pirates batted in the inning. Six of them with two outs. Just a tough spot to be. Um, in the top of the second inning, I will say, though, Pirates went walk, bunt, double, home run. Had they not bunted, this game, instead of being 6-2, could have been 7-2. Mm. Just throwing that out there. Um, bottom of the first, the Brewers did get two run back. Uh, was three to two at the time. Christian Yelich let off with a double. William Contreras followed with a single. He was down 0-2, worked it back to 2-2, and then just put the ball or put the bat on the ball to, to hit a single into center field. Yep. William Contreras has been very, very good at just putting the bat on the ball instead of just swinging for the fences, which is something that people still like to act that the Brewers do, or you know, just blindly hacking. William Contreras, he just puts the bat in the path of the ball. And drops a single in the center field. He did that like two or three times actually last week. Yeah, but this hit, this specific hit was something beautiful. He looked yeah. like an all-star hitter. True, true. Uh, Santana followed that up with a single. He got to second on the throw. Uh, Willie Adamas had a pop out, and then Sal Frelick had a sack fly that made the game three to two. Um, the third inning was Ray's first scoreless inning. Uh, bottom of the fourth, the Brewers got the bases loaded with one out. Canna with a single. Uh, Brian Anderson, back from the injured list, drew a walk. Bryce Terang drew a walk. And then the Brewers went pop-out, strikeout on Christian Yelich. That should have been a walk. Um, and then a fielder's choice. But bottom of, the, bottom of the fifth, Santana led off with a solo shot. Top of the sixth, back-to-back leadoff solo shots. Made it 8-3. to three. Sorry. Yeah, 8-3. to three. Um, Bottom of the sixth, Christian Yelich got his second hit. Um and then the Brewers scored a run in the bottom of the seventh. Mark Canna and Carlos Santana combined five for ten in this game. Hmm. Solid. And now Colin Ray did get sent down after this start, but I I don't, and this is just my personal thoughts, I don't approve of the way that people talk about Colin Ray when he got sent down. I don't either. 
I'm not going to be like a super, you know, rah-rah Colin Ray defender, but he deserves a thank you for how big he was in the absence of Brandon Woodruff. I mean, I mean, uh, who else was hurt during that time? Freaking Wade Miley. Wade Miley. Hauser was hurt for a little bit bit. when he, and then he came back into the bullpen. I mean, Colin Ray was fucking steady, dude. Not to mention Eric Lauer just kind of falling off the face of the map for a little while. Yeah. So I'm going to give Colin Ray some love in 19 starts. In 16 of 19, he pitched five or more innings. Solid. In 17 of 19 runs, he gave up four or less earned runs. You can live with that. In 11 of 19, he gave up three or less runs. Even better. In 9 of 19, he gave up two or less runs. That's pretty good. And in 7 of those 19 starts, he had five or more strikeouts. I mean, what is there to complain about, dude? Not much, honestly. The only thing that people really complain about is that because three of his last five starts, he gave up five plus. He he had a bad stretch. Freaking Corbin exactly. Burns had a bad stretch this season. Mm-hmm. So what? Move on. Baseball's long. Colin Ray, he he might might sneak into the underrated performer of 2023 when the season is done. I'm not against that. He's definitely a candidate. He's Joel Piamps has gotten too good to be considered an underrated performer. Yeah, he's he's the he's the guy that went from unknown to star. He's gonna be like we're doing a segment next Thursday at our live show in Green Bay called Unexpected Impressors. Uh, That's what Joel Piamps has been. Yeah, yeah, he he went crazy. Um, unexpected impressor for the Packers next Thursday might be Elton Jenkins' right hook. <laughs> I hope Simon's still watching and he heard that. We can clip it and send it to him. <laughs> All right. So third game, what stood out to you from the third game of the Pirate series? This one was fun. Uh, I know that it was a, a nerve-wracking game, but mm-hmm. Christ, you sign up to be a Brewers fan in 2023. That's what uh that's what you can expect. Yes, you heard. I love you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I did that for you. So in this one, Corbin Burns was really, really good. Yes, uh, for a long time in this game, I was sitting there like, don't you dare waste another Corbin Burns freaking quality start, you son mm-hmm. of a bitches. So six innings pitch for, for my man Corbin. Two hits, two earned runs. You have two hits, and they were both earned runs. I mean, I'm just like, that's some bullshit. Yep. He did have four walks. It's yep. a little high, but the 5Ks is still, still low for him, but – all around, man, that's a that's a great start. All Absolutely. 30 MLB teams are taking two earned runs over six innings pitch. Every yep. single one. Every single time. Uh, excuse me. So, Paguero, Shafim, Piamps, Williams, uh, they threw a little little mustache in the middle of the little, little little, firm. I, I didn't I didn't like that too much. I put it so when I made the post, I put that they brought him in as a consultant for the law firm. <laughs> I know I saw that. I thought that was brilliant. Um <laughs> <laughs> so Yelly got his six, 63rd RBI of the season in this one. Also his 23rd. Like so close. Oh, I know. 
23rd <laughs> stolen base, um, which is divisible by 69, so still nice. nice. Um, Sal Frelick got his 11th RBI of the season and his first career stolen base in this game. Mm-hmm. And then Blake Perkins, another walk-off from another rookie, fourth from a rookie this year, fifth overall. Uh, this one took 10 innings, but – they got Burns off the hook for the loss, which thank God. Mm-hmm. And then we, we ended up coming away with a win. So I loved every moment of this. I'm ready for the breakdown. I'm going to chime in when necessary. All right. So top of the first, Corbin Burns struck out Reynolds on a curveball, part of a 1-2-3 inning. Bottom of the first, Christian Yelich let off with a walk. Stole second, was stranded there. Top of the first, or top of the, top of the second, Corbin Burns, another 1-2-3. Bottom of the second, Tyrone Taylor let off with a single. Andre Monasterio grounded into a double play. Victor Caratini followed with a double. Um, both innings stranded a runner at second base. Not mm-hmm. ideal, but it happens. Uh, top of the third, Corbin Burns gave up a walk with one out. was the first base runner he allowed. That was it. Bottom of the third, Weimer uh, let off the single. Third inning in a row with the leadoff man on. And then William Contreras grounded into a double play. Mm-hmm. Top of the fourth, we mentioned Tyrone Taylor made some nice plays. Made a sliding catch in right field. That's good work by Tyrone Taylor to play good defense. Andre Monasterio had to one him up. <laughs> Andre Monasterio follows with a barehanded play on a surprisingly spry, still pretty good running Andrew McCutcheon. Dude, he runs so well for an old dude. He's, yeah, for what, he's 36? Yeah, he what, does he, not look 36 when he's running on the line. Yeah, he, he still flies. He wants to play still in 2024, he said, too. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely good for him. And good for Pittsburgh for having that guy back there. Like, yeah, I, I have no hate towards the Pirates. I have no hate towards Andrew McCutcheon. I think that he's, he's a standard a, dude. Exactly. He's a great dude. But Andre Monastero robbed him of a hit. Anyways, bottom of the fourth, <laughs> first time the Brewers leadoff runner got out. Uh, Willie Adamas, first pitch that he saw, roped a single, and that was it for the fourth. Top of the fifth with two outs. First Pittsburgh hit and then stole second and then a walk. And then the number nine hitter hits a double to the left center field. Just one of those things. Baseball. Yeah. So, bottom of the fifth, Victor Caratini gets another hit. He hits a single. Bryce Durang follows with a single. A wild pitch gives the Brewers second and third with nobody out. Weimer strikes out. Christian Yelich hits an RBI ground out to make the game two to one. Top of the sixth, uh, two walks. And Council comes out, Corbin Burns convinces him to stay in the game. Yeah, dude. They said it on the broadcast, and it is true. He was steering a hole through Council. <laughs> he, would, he did not look happy. He said he was giving him the look like, bro, you better turn your ass around right now. Everybody's <laughs> coming out here just to give me a, a breather. <laughs> right? I'm not giving you this baseball. Nope, this is my baseball right now. Um, Burns follows by getting Key Brian Hayes to strike out looking to end the sixth. I like Key Brian Hayes, too. I do, too. He's so good on defense, dude. Yeah, he's a Every good time we hit it over there, I was like, God damn it, he's so good over there. Mm-hmm. That was Corbin Burns' seventh straight quality start. Yeah, he's he's been a man amongst boys lately. For sure. Uh, top of the seventh, Elvis Baguero gets a strikeout on three pitches, gives up a walk, and then gets a double play to end the seventh. So very efficient inning by Elvis Baguero. Mm-hmm. Top of the eighth, uh, Chafin had two walks, but pitched a scoreless inning. That Those walks maybe a little bit of writing on the wall. 
Um, but it is what it is. Top of the ninth, Piamps gave up a single but pitched a scoreless inning. Bottom of the ninth, Santana hit a single. Blake Perkins pinch running. That's that's Craig Council making moves. That's Craig Council managing to a T. Um, tags to second base on a deep fly ball by William Adams to right field. Yeah. That takes yeah. nuts. He's so fast. That Dude, that takes nuts to even attempt that. Oh. Because if – like if he doesn't make that play, you're looking at two outs and nobody on base yeah. versus a one out man in scoring position. Yeah. And and you're now your your offense is in the driver's seat with that play. Exactly. So that props to Blake Perkins for that. Uh wild pitch got him to third base, and then Sal Frillick had a game tying single to left center field, got the second on the throw. Um and you know, on or sorry, got a second on his first steal. Um and then Andre Monasterio flew out and Victor Caratini lined out. Um, it's, you know, they got they got the tying run. That's what they needed. Go to yeah. the 10th inning. Devin Williams gets a strikeout, ground out strikeout. Bottom of the 10th, the Pirates intentionally walk Mark Canna to set up the force out. Uh, Christian Yelich uh, called out after a challenge. Close play is what it is. Still good hustle by Christian Yelich. Mm-hmm. Um, William Contreras gets intentionally walked to load the bases with two outs for Blake Perkins. He slaps a single to right field for the win. Now, are you ready for a super, super juicy stat from this game? Love all the juicy ones. The Milwaukee Brewers are the first team in the modern era to get a game tying and walk off hit from two rookies who did not start the game. What? What a stat. What a stat. I like it. Huh. Who the hell gave you that one? Oh, Tyler is uh, head nodding towards, I would assume, is a little girl. Yeah, don't mind me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that stat, uh, I think that one came from Opta stats. Man. It's a good Twitter page. They got they get they pull super juicy stats. I can't even lie to you. Not even just about the Brewers. I would love to be one of the people that like work there, and all they do is just look up like six stats. Like, like that what a life! Awesome. What a life! Yeah. All right, now we gotta we gotta talk about the okay. shitty game. Yeah, I mean, it's it is what it is. I mean, like we can we can focus on the thing. That matters the most, and it's Brandon Woodruff being back. And uh, he was well. fantastic, dude. Five, five innings pitched, two earned runs, four hits, nine strikeouts. That, I think, was the thing that surprised me the most with nine dude. strikeouts. Dude, he gave us five innings and nine Ks. What the fuck? <laughs> um, so, top of the first inning, Brandon Woodruff gets one, two, three on three strikeouts. Bottom of the first, William Contreras had a one-out single. Santana hit a hard-hit ball that turned into a double play. That's that's one of those baseball things. Like, Santana ripped a hard hit just right at the first baseman. <laughs> Sounds like today. Yeah, exactly. Um, top of the second, two more strikeouts, part of a 1-2-3 inning for Woodruff. Top of the third, Woodruff got to a 3-2 count, a pulled home run, a flyout, and then two more strikeouts. 
Bottom of the third, Bryce Durang had a one-out walk, stole second. He was stranded there. Top of the fourth, another leadoff solo into the corner, basically one to each corner, and that was it against Woodruff. That was all the Pirates got. Um, there was a double. Andre Monasterio made a nice play on a liner down the third base line. Uh, saved a run, in my opinion. And then another strikeout by Woodruff. Top of the third, a leadoff bunt single was wiped out by a double play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Adamas, smart, 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 smart defensive play by Willie Adamas on this ball. Because it was a liner kind of by his ankles that he probably could have caught. Like, Willie Adamas probably could have caught that ball. Mm-hmm. But by letting it bounce in front of him, he's able to turn a double play on that. So I want to give Willie Adamas credit for that because, you know, your instinct might be telling you, like, hey, catch the ball. But by letting it take that short hop into the glove, you then have the opportunity to turn the double play. I fully expect Willie Adamas to make a turnaround. And I fully expect a Willie Adamas apology for him in the near future here. So um, he's too damn good. He's, he he knows baseball too much to to be struggling the way that he is. For sure. Um, so bottom of the fifth, Andre Monasterio had a 2-0 walk. That broke a seven-straight retired streak by the Pirates. Um, Hobie Miller pitched a scoreless sixth inning. Bottom of the sixth, William Contreras had a double. Maybe safe at third base, but he was called out and the, the play stood. I don't know why he stretched it to third. <laughs> I don't, I don't man. Uh, Abney Uribe pitched a scoreless seventh with two strikeouts. Um, top of the eighth off of JC Mejia. This is why I wanted relievers at the deadline. So that we didn't have to pitch guys like JC Mejia in close games. I understand. Uh, did the game four to nothing. Um, bottom of the eighth, Bryce Durang had a one-out single and that was it. Uh, top of the ninth, Joey Weimer made a really, really nice catch in center field. And then bottom of the ninth, Brewers, I mean, they made him sweat. Uh, William Contreras led off of the walk. Santana hit a single. Willie Damas had a fielder's choice, and then they went strikeout, ground out. Um, it's, you know, it, it is what it is. Andre Masario, he hit one deep, just not deep enough. It's... Is what it is. The Brewers, they're not going to win them all. We should not have been expecting them to do so either. I'll say that, um, which is something we can maybe revisit next week when we only have a few games to talk about. Next week, we're only going to have four games. So maybe we talk a little bit of extra stuff next week. But um, we'll have some more heart to hearts planned for next yeah. Wednesday. And, and we got maybe, maybe potentially a new segment coming next week. So definitely, definitely make sure you check out that next week. Check that out. All right, you ready to move on from the Pirates to the Rockies? Yeah, I'm ready to talk about uh, a lot of RBIs again. That's what I'm ready for. Holy hell, this game was fun to watch. I think I had a little bit of everything, man. <laughs> um, so here we go. Let's get into it. Freddie Peralta, seven strong, strong innings. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Wrong. Seven innings, one hit, zero walks from a guy that can just lose control at any moment, Freddie Peralta. Tremendous stuff. Zero walks from the entire pitching staff, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, one earned run, 13 strikeouts. I mean, the guy has just been falling. Um, I have the picture up. I'm going to find it while I continue talking here. Freddie, Freddie, Freddie. Nope, I have a Wade Miley stat. I lied. Oh, I have okay. a Wade Miley stat, not a Freddie stat. So let's get to these RBIs. Okay. Tyron Taylor, two of them, got to 10. Monasterio got his 11th RBI of the season. Contreras, three, got to his 50th RBI of the season. Terang with two more, 27. Frelick with four more. <laughs> Frelick just keeps telling Terang, hold my beer. All right. <laughs> 15. Taylor, Terang, and Frelick all at home runs, respectively. Fourth for Taylor, sixth for Terang, and third for Frelick. Frelick also had a double, which was also his third. Contreras had his 26th double of the year. And Anderson is tied for the team lead in triples. What the hell is that, by the way? <laughs> With three. Like we, were, we were talking during this, but like, yes. what the hell is Brian Anderson doing for the tying with the lead, the team lead in triples? Yeah, I made the dumb joke that he was he was faster because he cut his hair, so he's a little he's a little lighter. But mm. I, unpopular opinion, I like I I don't like him without the hair flow. I think he was he, better yeah, with the he's, flow. Yeah, he's a he's a hair flow guy. He's a hair flow guy. Um, he just looks so cool with the hair flowing and throwing it like one hundred seventy thousand miles per hour from third base. So, yeah. grow the hair flow back. I don't care what your mm-hmm. wife says. Uh, but yeah, this game doubles, triples, home runs, RBIs, freaking strikeouts galore. I mean, my goodness, they were they were tremendous. Every yeah, asshole, so many aspect. good stats from this game, dude. So and many good ones. It felt good to win this one like this after we lost the one versus the Pirates the day before. Yeah, that's fair. But, to come off of a split, right? But like we said last Wednesday, right after we had that shitty loss to the Nationals, the, the best thing about baseball is you play tomorrow. Exactly. That's the best thing about baseball. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay. So top of the first, the second batter of the game hit a solo. Home run. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom of the first, Christian Yelich led off with a walk. William uh, Contreras, fielder's choice, moved into second. Santana had a sacrifice fly, and then Sal Frillick was hit by a pitch, and Barcana popped out, so that runner was stranded. Top of the second, Freddie Peralta struck out the side. 
Bottom of the second, Bryce Terang drew a leadoff walk, stole second base, and that was it. Top of the third, two more strikeouts for Freddie Peralta. Top of the fourth, two more strikeouts for Freddie Peralta. Bottom of the fourth, Bryce Terang hit a two-run shot with two outs to score Sal Frelick after he drew a leadoff walk. Uh, Brian Anderson followed with a triple. Tyrone Taylor. Tyrone Taylor, he this was with two outs also. Like This is where it was kind of a turning point uh, for the Brewers, for Tyrone Taylor to drive in that run with a single. And then Christian Yelich hit a single to shallow left, got to second on the throw, and then William Contreras delivers with a pitching change after the pitching change, made the game 5-1, to one, broke it open a little bit. Top of the fifth, Freddie Peralta, two more strikeouts, three straight innings with two strikeouts. <laughs> after striking out the side in the second inning. So he went three strikeouts, two strikeouts, two strikeouts, two strikeouts. Fucking yikes. The fifth inning, top of the sixth. He got a six-pitch inning, and after that, it was like we were talking during this game, and we're like, oh, he's getting the seventh now because he got a really quick sixth inning. Uh-huh. Um, top of the seventh, Freddie Peralta strike out the leadoff batter, tied his career high with 13. And then the seventh inning was capped with South Freelich running down a ball in right center, just covering all of the ground, uh, Joey Weimer style, to make a play in right center. Um Bottom of the seventh, Christian Yelich, another leadoff base runner with a single, his second of the game. William Contreras hit a double off the wall in right field. Uh, Yelich scored. That made the game 6-1. to one. Contreras got to third on a wild pitch. Uh, Sal Frelick hit a double down the left field line. After fumbling five pitches in the at-bat, that made the game 7-1. to one. Andre Monasterio, two-out single, scored Freelich. That made the game 8-1. to one. Uh, Top of the eighth, Elvis Baguero. One, two, three inning with two strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Top of the ninth, a nice pick um, by Bryce Terang. And then a, a strikeout and a ground out. Um, bottom of the eighth, though, Tyrone Taylor snuck out a solo shot to the beer pen. Christian Yelich drew a walk. He was on four times. William Contreras followed with a single. Christian Yelich got to third. And then Sal Freelich hit a three-run home run to right center. That made the game 12-1. to one. Um the Brewers essentially were one pitch away from a combined perfect game. Because they had no walks. The only hit they gave up was the solo shot. So there would have been no walks, no hits. Just that one pitch. That was the solo Damn. shot in the first inning. Now, Freddie Peralta. His 31 whiffs were a franchise high in the StatCast era. Oh shit! I do. I found my Freddie Peralta stats. So when you beat ready. Corbin Burns by one whiff, from oh, his, from Corbin Burns against the Cubs when he struck out ten batters in a row. Oh, so this game now stands next to that game. Wow. Um, you mentioned the thirteen strikeouts with the no walks is just fantastic. Yeah. Okay, you want to give me your Freddie stat, and then I'll 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 rip off a couple more. Yeah, uh, before I say it, I just want to say that Peralta owns the Rockies, dude. He really does. He, his yeah. first career start was against them. He he absolutely owns them. He's given them 13 strikeouts twice. <laughs> Here's 13K. Um, the bad way. <laughs> so, Freddie Peralta over his last three starts, 19 innings pitched, 11 hits, four earned runs, two walks, 33 strikeouts, and a 1.89 ERA. Damn. I laughed literally out loud, probably the hardest that I've laughed during a Brewers um, telecast. Oh, yes. 
in <laughs> in between the eighth and ninth innings when Tim Dillard is talking and he goes, Freddie Peralta took him to Kmart. <laughs> I was not prepared. <laughs> That's too Holy good. Holy shit, I laughed so hard when he said Freddie Peralta took him to Kmart because it didn't sink in for the first second. Then I'm like, oh my God, Kmart, that is hilarious. That's too good, bro. Oh shit, that was funny. Uh, okay, two more stats. Actually, I'm going to give three because the Brewers scored nine of their 12 runs with two outs. Mm. That is mm, – that's good stuff. Yeah. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Now, this was the ninth time in franchise history that the Milwaukee Brewers faced one batter over the minimum. Um, so, it was the, uh, the third time ever that they only allowed one base runner. Now, the last time was the combined Corbin Burns-Josh Hader no-hitter against Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So the three times that it's happened, August 7th, 2023, the combined no-hitter, that was September 11th, 2021, and a Brandon Woodruff eight innings, Matt Albers ninth inning combined uh, against the 31-22 and Philadelphia Phillies at the time on May 26th, 2019. I just want to throw this out there. All three of those times during the Craig Council era. Huh. I like that. I like that. Just throwing that out there. I like that. Make of that what you will. And my last stat was the Sal Freelick one. Uh, 16 games to get to 15 RBI. Fastest in franchise history. Paul Molitor did it in 19 games. So Sal Freelick doing Paul Molitor things. Gotta love it. One day we'll say doing self-relic things. Somebody else will be doing self-relic things after they change the name of the stadium to Italian Freelic Field. I just can't wait. I mean, I'm excited for the next. I would say the – here's the thing. I didn't want to go on this rant, but I wrote it down because all of our teams are kind of similar in a way. They're all kind of going through uh, reshaping phases right in front of us. Like the Brewers have a lot of young guys, right? No. Now, obviously, they have their veterans, mm-hmm. but they have a lot of young guys in a lot of important positions. Right. The Badgers, our football team, is in a very important season. Yep. The first season, obviously, um, under Fickle and, and company. Uh, we're going to get into that on the 25th, so come join mm-hmm. us at Isaac Sports Bar live. That's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of new faces we're going to talk about. One of them might be joining us. I don't know. You'll have to come to see. <laughs> and they're just in a really important season that could set us up for a lot of success. And that's that's kind of where I'm going with this. The Brewers are in a, in a situation where these guys playing now could be in their prime in five years, and they could all be together in five years in their prime. What the did I say in March? What did I say? You did. And this is absolute, this, this ranks up there with my dad calling Jordan Love pick for me. Nobody believes me when I say that, but my dad literally texted me the day of the draft and told me we were taking Jordan Love. I am not shitting you. I believe you. You, you calling this is right up there with my dad calling Jordan Love. My dad also called Thon Maker, by the way. Random as hell. But th- there's been three times in, in my sports life where I've just been like, no way. And that was one of them. And it ranks up there. That was absolutely an incredible prediction by you. Obviously, we do our homework, so... Uh, doing your homework and studying uh, is not hard. It is for some people. But back to my point real quick. 
the Packers have a lot of youth as well. Yep. They're in kind of a reshaping phase. A lot yep. of young guys in a lot of important positions. I expect the Packers to be a lot like what the Brewers are. I expect yep. them to be a little bit better than advertised. Yeah. I expect them to lose a game or two where it's just like, why? Could have could have won that game. And then I expect them to win some exciting games where we're like, this team is yeah. going somewhere pretty um, goddamn soon. I'll also throw out that I think they're going to play some stressful games. Yes. And I think they'll play a lot of close games. They will, 100%. They, they might be low scoring <clears throat> for long periods of time. But then they're going to have a game or two or maybe three or four and five if we're lucky where – they're just absolutely going to explode. They're going to be hitting at all cylinders, right? Yep. Kind of like what the Brewers were against the Rockies in game one. Yep. Everything was hitting at all cylinders. The pitching, the defense, the, you know, the at-bats, the RBIs, home runs, everybody was producing. And the obviously we have the Bucs. The scoring position. Right. Obviously we have the Bucs. We know the Bucs are not in that position. The Bucs have the best player, in our opinion, uh, in the league. He's top three no matter who the hell you talk to. I don't care. Yeah. But in our opinion, he's the, still the best player in the league, uh, best two-way player, hands down. Um, so they're obviously in title contention mode. But almost all of our teams are in, like, the same position where it's, like, a lot of young guys. We don't really know what to expect. Uh, we hope we have high hopes for some players. But exciting times in Wisconsin, in my opinion, because in the next five years, we could be talking about a Bucks dynasty, the Packers Super Bowl contending, the Milwaukee Brewers are powerhouse because – you know, we're going to have some big hitters that are going to be coming up from the minors. And, you know, the the Wisconsin Badgers could be a freaking name. Too. Like, we could, we, could be throw, we could be bringing in these four or five stars on a regular basis at wide receiver, corner, safety. Okay. Something that we never dreamed The Ohio State of the Big Ten West is kind of what I'm looking at. Man, I sure hope so. I I honestly hope that uh, Ohio State and Wisconsin just have some big time clashes, man. For I would sure. love to be a part of that. Absolutely. Us USC as well because they're coming over. Yep. Oregon can Oregon every couple years has yeah some. Big it seems time like once teams. every like eight years they're like a number one team. Yeah, they they have some big time talent every once in a while, but yeah, that yeah. some exciting times in the Big Ten. We'll say that. Okay, so. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my the first stat that you kind of teased before, yes. uh, and that is the home runs. So this stat goes through the first game of the Rockies series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Brewers had given up a 144 home runs total. They gave up 56 in April, 71 in May. That was rough. 46 in June, a very good month. 53 uh, in no, sorry, that's that's sorry, sorry, sorry. Forget everything I just said. That's not the home runs. That's runs scored off of home runs. Okay. That's where I'm going with this. Sorry. So runs scored off of home runs. 56 in April, 71 in May, 46 in June, 53 in July, and then 12 so far in August for a total of 238. So through Monday, the Brewers had given up 483 total runs. 283 of them had scored off of home runs. That is 49.3% of runs scoring off of home runs. That is a much, much lower percentage than I was expecting. Still nearly half of our runs we give up are off of home runs. And the shitty thing for me, since we talked about it, I got a chance to digest it. The Brewers have been so good defensively, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It seems like every time that they, they make a little hiccup on, on defense, first of all, it, it burns them. It burns them bad. Right. And secondly, 
it seems like a lot of home runs happen after that because the pitcher's a little like shell shocked, maybe, or something like that. They throw a meatball and then it all, it really seems like that to me. I know it's probably not as big as I thought because I we I... thought we thought the percentage was gonna be way higher. I thought it was gonna be closer to between sixty and seventy, not yeah, I, I, I thought so too. I thought like mid sixties for sure. Um, I will say, I don't know. I don't have that same feeling that the Brewers don't respond well after giving up home runs. Like it's sometimes like, but overall, like, I mean, you look at the first game of the Rocky series, Freddie Peralta gave up a solo shot and then was locked fucking down. No, I mean like after they give up an error, after the defense gets an error. Ah, okay. Then so the pitchers get rattled by defense. Yeah. Because they're so used to elite defense. Like, like even the play today from Terang, which I still think should be a hit, but we're going to get to that one pretty soon here. Yep. Um, I still think there should be a hit. I, that, I feel like it always burns us like it did in, the, in that inning. It's like, I mean, you can. We'll we'll get to that game. We'll get to it. Let's let's yeah. talk about let's talk about last night first. Um, <sighs> all right. Well, Wade Miley was tremendous. He was my power pitcher. Uh, this start last night was a big reason why. Six innings pitch, two hits, three walks. One earned run in two Ks, and I saved my stat for after when we talked about the game. Wade Miley, this was his 300th start. Yep. Uh, uh, start in an inning, ended on a double play. So a lot of double plays last night, three of them to be exact. Nice. He finished with a quality start, six innings pitch, two hits, one earned run. He has allowed four hits or less in six of his last seven starts. Nice. That. Love that. Shout out Stephen Watson, dude. I don't know where – I mean, he's dressed so nice, so he's got to have nice stats. I'll just I mean, say he, worked, he works for Bally, so he's got to have somebody somebody at a desk to, like, feed me the good ones. No, dude. Okay, so when we got the picture with him, we were standing on the side, and there was that chick that was, like, you know, getting them ready for the camera and stuff. And yeah. I, asked, I said, does he dress himself or do you dress him? And she kind of laughed, and she gave, she gave me, like, a look. She's like, he dresses himself. I was like, Damn. That guy dresses so goddamn good. Shout out <laughs> Steven Watson. I don't know how you always look so dapper, but I love your stats. I tell you every time, thank you for the stats. You're, you're a tremendous guy. <laughs> so we get we get into this one here. Elvis Paguero, not his best outing. Been a little rocky lately, but he's a rookie. Again, uh, he's human for one. And yep. everything that he's done for us this season, locking stuff down in some high, high leverage situations. He's a rookie. Please. Do not talk shit. You he's a will look like an idiot, and I will go out of my way to make you look like that. He's a rookie. Okay? Yes, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. But one inning pitch, three hits, two earned runs, two Ks. He's human. Joel Piamps is apparently human too, but you cannot really tell because all he does is come in the game and allow zero runs. <laughs> I don't know. He's dude. Something else. He might be the pitcher I've like with the most confidence I think I've ever seen in my life. Like I'm being so quiet with it too. Like him and like CC Sabathia comes to mind like immediately, but like they have some of the best swagger. Like he just walks off knowing like that's what I was going to do. I, I wouldn't even know if I'd say CC because like CC, he would show it. Yeah. Like, he'd show the emotion. Like Piamps just walks off like, well, I mean, what do you mean? Like I struck out three dudes in a one run game. Like, isn't that what I'm supposed to do? Right. Well, like, I mean, it's not a big deal that I just, you know, came in this high leverage situation and completely slammed the door. I bring up CC because he had the buttoned open jersey and then the hat to the side a little bit. Like he just, he just had swag, man. He knew he was the shit. 
Um, and we broke his arm, by the way. But it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, Joel Apiams, dude, the swag on that guy is unreal. Um, definitely unfair, and he he acts like it on the mound. For sure. He, he's one of those guys, like, I compare him in basketball. Like, we always talk about little guys that play bigger than they are. Like, we talk about Dwayne Wade that way, right? Like, Dwayne Wade was 6'4". Yeah. You literally felt like he was 6'9". Like, I feel like Joel Apiams is, like, one of those guys in baseball. We're like, I like that, actually. Plays bigger, plays yeah, bigger like, than his stature. Yeah, like, he, he just feels like that to me. When I when I watch him, like, I don't know. That just popped in my head. Um, so here's where people were kind of getting on council. And I could see both sides of the coin. But it ends up being one of those situations where hindsight is 120, right? Exactly. Hindsight is the thing. Yeah. It people are like, oh, why would you bring in Williams in the ninth? We thought we were gonna fucking win. Right? <laughs> you're, you're, you're gonna save your best pitcher for a hypothetical 10th inning. Yeah, like are like are you playing to win? Are you you're that's playing like to not that lose? Like, that's there's a difference. There's a difference. Right. I've there said is. this a bunch of times in a bunch of different scenarios. There's a difference between playing to win and playing to not lose. There is a difference. And he was going for the win. Which, exactly. That and here's the thing that I wanted. I was going to get into this. People always bitch, no matter what, no matter the situation. People are going to bitch. So if we would have brought in like Uribe or Mejia, God forbid, like we would have brought anybody else in, right? Yep. I'm not even going to say, like, I'm not even going to single anybody out because he had a bad outing. It is what it is. If we would have brought anybody in and they would have given up a run in the ninth, people would have bitched that we didn't bring oh, him yeah. in the ninth. Oh, yeah. So now that we brought Williams in the ninth and he only pitches one innings, we're not going to yep. pitch him two innings. Now people are bitching that we brought him in the ninth. So it's like, it doesn't matter what you do. So yep. for me, I think it was the right decision, yep. personally. Taking a sleep on it. Thinking about it, looking at it from a strategic, you know, output, that is what I thought was the best decision. Um, we ended up losing this one. We had a horrible tenth inning, three walks, a, a bunt. Like there was just there was a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Um, but I do want to give a shout out to one guy in this game, one guy in particular, not just Wade Miley, Andrew Monasterio. Andrew Monasterio had a tremendous game. He had a home run, his second, a game tying home run. Yep. 12th, which obviously gave him an RBI, his 12th RBI. There was three double plays. Oh, and he has stolen base. There was three double plays turned in this game. Monasterio was a part of every single one of them. Oh. So just want to give him a shout-out for great defense, great approach at the plate, stealing bases. Nice. He was awesome. He would have been my star of the game if we gave us stars of the game. Okay. So I want to throw this out there. <laughs> the first three innings of this game are kind of boring. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. And I'm going to say this about Wade Miley, and I mean this in the most endearing way possible. Like, <laughs> at times, Wade Miley is a boring pitcher, but he is very, very effective. I so, mean, like, he's not going to be, like, striking guys out with, like, oh, my God, that pitch was so nasty, or, like, you know, loading the bases and then getting a big strikeout. Like, that's not Wade Miley. Wade Miley is just going to get you to ground out three times, and then the next inning he's going to get you to ground out three times. And then the inning after that, he's going to get you to ground out three times. He's a little bit old school. I agree with that. Um, but the bottom of second, Andre Monasterio got a single. It's all second, like you said. He was stranded. Um, top of the third, Tyrone Taylor ended the inning with another sliding catch. 
Top of the fourth, uh, two-out solo shot. That's what started the scoring. Bottom of the fourth, William Contreras hit a solo shot to tie it. So one-to-one there. Top of the fifth, leadoff walk wiped out with a double play. Bottom of the fifth, Joey Weimer let out with a let off with a single, was caught stealing at second, is what it is. Um, one of the fastest guys on the team, never going to complain about him trying for steals. Yeah. Top of the six, Wade Miley got another double play. Bottom of the six, Brian Anderson let off with a single. Christian Yelich fought with a single. William Contreras grew in, uh, grounded into a double play. Uh, Mark Canna hit a gap double, made the game two to one, Brewers. Um, and then we get to seventh inning. Elvis Figueroa gave up a home run to Elias Diaz. Elias Diaz is literally an all star. Yep. He was literally an all star versus a rookie. Like, it is what it is. It was followed by another solo shot that made the game three to two Rockies. Uh, bottom of the seventh on Jermaine Stereo, like you said, he got the, the run back right away with a solo shot. Um, Weimer followed with another single, was stranded. Top of the eighth, a leadoff hit by pitch, wiped out by a double play, like you said. Bottom of the eighth, the Brewers went one, two, three. Top of the ninth, Devin Williams in, and I do strongly agree with you that it was the correct decision. Like I said, I stand by exactly what I just said, that the Brewers in this situation and Craig Council managing to win, not managing to not lose. Yep. Um, and to me, that's what bunting is, too. It's playing to not lose as opposed to playing to win. I agree. Um, got a leadoff walk and then a deep flyout. Weimer covered a lot of ground to get to, and then a strikeout and a pop up. Bottom of the ninth, Sal Frelick pinch hitting. He popped out. Andre Monastero hit followed with a first pitch single to center field, his third hit of the game, and then Weimer struck out and Victor Caratini popped up. Tough spot to be in the ninth. Um, and then the tenth inning, a leadoff walk, which wasn't the end of the world because it gives you a force play. But followed by a bunt single, another walk, and then Uribe came in, gave up two more walks, made the game six to three. Um, then followed with a strikeout. Christian Yelich made a sliding catch uh, that allowed the seventh run to tag and score. Uh, and then two more strikeouts, and the or sorry, one more strikeout, and then the Brewers went strikeout, ground out, ground out. Now we have talked how many times especially at the trade deadline about guys getting on base, about why getting on base is important and people saying things like, yeah, what good is it to get on base if you don't have anybody to get your runs in, which Mm -hmm. I understand why you're saying it. But the, the thing is this game literally showed that being a player that can draw walks can be effective. So getting Mm -hmm. on base it does eventually bring around runs to score for you. In this game, it took four of them. Now, the other thing is, is I have a stat that comes from the ending of the game two against the Rockies. So this was coming into today. Since the start of June into today, the Milwaukee Brewers are eighth in Major League Baseball with runners in scoring position. Yep. Batting 270. Yep. I saw that stat. That's a good stat. I did not think that, and this is not something I would think was true based on Brewer's social media. Definitely not. No, definitely not. So I'll take a 270 batting average with runners in scoring position. I mean, that's with as many of, you know, base runners as the Brewers have gotten lately. Like, I'll take that all day. I'll tell you what, that might play into why we traded for the players we traded for. Oh, I agree with you. 
because of that, because Cannon getting on base, who's starting to get a little bit more comfortable. I understand the he's, he's the getting the ball slowly rolling a little bit. He's getting it going. Um, honestly, I am. If you would have told me, this is how I'm going to phrase this. If you would have told me that we were in first place with damn near 40 games to play, yeah, I would take that all fucking day, twice on yeah. Sunday, three Listen, times on Monday. Like, let me let me say this. Let me say this even a different way because the Brewers have played now 116 games, yep. so there's 46 46 games to go. If you tell me 46 games away from the end of the season that you will not have had Garrett Mitchell for 85% of the season. Mm. Brandon Woodruff will have missed four months of time mm. and other guys sprinkled in will have missed time that the Brewers are in first place. And Willie isn't producing. Telez is still hurt. And we don't have the power from Telez. Uh, I mean, this, this season has shaped up to be a good year either way. This, this is like a perfect example of everything that we've said, you know, going back to the Packers season, mm-hmm. going back to the, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go down memory well, lane too. But well, I have had a lot of fun this year watching guys develop, watching yeah. big-time strikeouts. I love beating New York teams. We have owned the Mets this year. Hopefully they can own the Cubs one more time for us. Uh, we've yeah. we've had some, a lot of exciting games either way. I mean, we had, sure. we had some crazy games against the yeah. Cubs in that four-game series over 4th of July. I understand we yeah. lost to but they were those are awesome games. That's had some great games versus the Reds. I mean, we set MLB records versus the Reds. Yeah, we had some great, great dude. That Saturday night game against against the Braves on Fox. Sal debut. Oh the, my the, god. The South Relic Day, dude. That was a tremendous game. Even Braves fans were cool about that game, which I appreciate. So now there's gonna be fans out there that say, You guys are the type that just wanna just make the playoffs and win the division. Obviously, fucking not. We would like to win the World Dude, Series. Get me a ticket to a chance to win it. I don't care. Yes, the, I want to win the division and make the playoffs. I don't care what happens after that. Just get me a ticket to the show. I don't care asked, how low the chances are. I don't care because the chances asked, are not zero. If you don't make the playoffs, the chances are zero. If you yeah. make the playoffs as as the third wild card team, your chances are not zero. They might be 1%, but they're not zero. Exactly. I don't care what the chances are. Just get me a ticket to the show. I don't care what the chances are. I agree. Um, absolutely agree. But if you ask any professional team, what is the first goddamn goal every year? Win the division. You want to know why? You make the playoffs. Let's go in the playoffs. God, I, I never thought getting into this business that we're getting into that I would have to fucking explain that, dude. Holy shit. Because, no, oh, because the thing is, is if you make that a goal, but you don't win the World Series, then people say that, oh, we're just settling for making the playoffs. No, we're not, obviously. Do you think that they're trying to lose in the fucking playoffs? Not to mention that you're playing a stacked game. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. are. Well, we'll break we'll break stuff down a little more next week when we have, yeah, well, only have a couple games to talk about. So let's talk about today's game. Um, Adrian Hauser, I mean, absolutely cruised through the first three innings. I think he in the first three innings, I think he threw two balls. Yikes. <laughs> um, bottom of the second, South Frelick let off with a double. Willie Adamas drew a four-pitch walk after two days off. Uh, mm-hmm. Bryce Trang hit a one-out single that South Frelick had to freeze on. 
um, because it, you know, it was right at the shortstop, just a little bit over his head. But the Brewers had bases loaded with one out and got two pop-ups. That's tough. Absolutely. Bottom of the third, Christian Yelich let off with a single. He was stranded. Top of the fourth, Andre Monasterio. Sorry, not Andre Monasterio. Adrian Hauser should have had a leadoff strikeout. And I'm going to come back to this pitch. But if he gets that leadoff strikeout, the four-run inning doesn't happen. But bottom of the fourth, the Brewers responded. Andre Monasterio with a one-out single. Bryce Durangio walk. Tyron Taylor followed up with a two-run double. He, Tyron Taylor, really. I'm super glad you put him in your underrated performer because he really has been underrated. Yeah. Um, and it's I wanted to bring it up, too, because I have at times said that I'm done with Tyrone Taylor. So I am happy for him to be producing to keep his spot on the team. Agreed. Um, following that, Christian Yelich followed with a single, made the game 4-3, to three, so got the Brewers and then a run. Top of the fifth, a leadoff single, a lineout, and then a ground into a double play. A good quick inning for Adrian Hauser. He needed that. Bottom of the fifth, Willie Adamas and Andre Monasterio went back-to-back with two outs. That was awesome. That was Thanks, baby. That was where I was like, all right, we're winning this game. Yeah. Uh, Hobie Milner got a one, two, three, sixth on the seventh. Gave up, a, got a leadoff strikeout that reaches, which is tough. Yeah. Um, and then single, a fielder's choice, got the out at home. Uh, good throw by Andre Monasterio. This is the one yeah. where, like we mentioned when I, I had him in my power pair, the throw that he made to home plate. That was the one that he kind of botched in in Washington, but he made that play, redeemed himself. Yes. Um, a single did get the tying run in. And then bottom of the ninth, Carlos Santana robbed of a hit. That's a great play by the first baseman. Um, I, said, I said it, man. That might be a SC top 10, honestly. That was a great prob- play. Probably. Um, it is what it is. Christian Yelich struck out. William Contreras struck out. Going to 10. And I still approve of using Devin Williams in the ninth because you're in a position where you're playing to win, not to lose. And Joel Piamps, he gave up a leadoff walk in the eighth, and then he went strikeout, strikeout on some nasty sliders. And then William Contreras with an absolute seed to second base to get the out there to end the eighth inning. Yep. Now, tenth inning, a sacrifice bunt, got the runner to third, a ground out, Brewers got the lead runner, uh, and then a double gave the Rockies the lead. And then we, as the show started, had the bottom of the 10th inning. Mark Canna, great work by him to get that ground roll double. Had to feel amazing for him after kind of bobbling the ball that allowed the run to score, uh, which no guarantee that it doesn't score anyways if he fields that cleanly. Right. Just throw that out there. Um, but it's one of those things where the tendency of people is to blame themselves in that situation. So I'm glad that Canna was able to have him, you know, redeem himself. Um, and then Andre Monasterio, we just talked, like I just mentioned, the great play that the Rockies first baseman made in the ninth inning on Santana came back. So the law of averages will eventually balance out. The first baseman makes a great play. First baseman misses a pick, and the Brewers win the game on it. Yep, love it. It's it's one of those things. It's it's baseball. Like it's everything is going to happen in a season that is played with so many games. The baseball gods giveth, and the baseball gods taketh away. <laughs> it's everything that's going to happen will happen. 
the dude like, literally jumped like 25 inches in the air and snagged the line drive, and then he couldn't feel the hopper. Like that was a foot in front of him. Yeah, that that's a routine play for a first baseman, really. Yeah, and I'm not I even trying to dog him because he he's just that's play, just but. James Jones right there makes the crazy play and botches the easy one. God, that guy used to piss me off. <laughs> he also used to make me happy, but God, damn it. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything? What stood out to you from today's game? I mean, besides the the super fun tenth inning that we got to uh, have happen on the show. So the context that I'm going to talk about is I love that it happened back to back days, like literally, like not even 24 hours away from each other, using Williams in the ninth and it burned us, and then using Williams in the ninth again and it was the right call. Like that is what he expected to happen right us to go in and win the game it is what we didn't win in the ninth but you still didn't allow them to score in the ninth and you exactly gave yourself that opportunity in the 10th inning you know in that play we can use we can use both of these games as an example because the Rockies scored in the 10th in both games if you bring in the guy in the 10th that you that you uh if you bring in the guy in the ninth that you brought in in the 10th the Brewers lose both yeah not one I agree um so the, the play by Canna, again, I'm going to sound redundant, but no, nobody's going to talk about how Bryce Wilson threw a goddamn meatball that did absolutely nothing middle in. Like, a professional hitter is supposed to crush that. And to Canna's credit, he did play the bounce perfectly off the wall. Just slipped out of the hand, man. I mean, we watched, we watched the freaking second baser from the Pirates do that about three, four times in the series against them. And, you know, he still ended up making some nice plays on defense. But yeah. – that's not going to be can all the time. That's just a, that's just something that happens. It was a little mistake, but I mean, immediately making like up for it. Defensive positions in the last three days. Yeah, agreed. Um, but just just the instant good karma of you know then just raking a ground rule double like he. I thought he had a home run for a second, bro. I yelled, "Get legs!" Like I thought he had a home run. I was like, he's going to hit a walk off. <laughs> but some poetic justice. Yeah, that was. I thought that was. Thought that was awesome for Canada. Yeah, that's a good moment for him. So we only have four games next week um, because the Brewers are off tomorrow and they're off Monday. They play three games at the White Sox this weekend, and then they start against the Dodgers. So they're playing a bunch of late games. So we're only gonna have one Dodgers game next Wednesday. Now we're gonna bring in some extra stuff so that we have a good show to to put on in addition to the four games. So we're gonna have some extra stuff. Um, but I'm going to say three and one. Now I'm going to say the Brewers sweep the White Sox and lose the first game to the Dodgers after their travel. There's no way in hell we don't we don't sweep the Dodgers or not Dodgers. I hope we sweep the Dodgers. There's, be, no way in hell, there's no way in hell that we don't sweep the White Sox. Yeah, they're, they're getting knocked out on the field. They're getting knocked literally. out on the scoreboard. <laughs> they're slapping each other in the locker room. I mean, yeah. that team is a freaking mess. Yeah, that's a that is a train wreck off the rails. Yeah, um, I love that all Chicago sports are just in shambles right now. Like this is Except like for the Cubs, who are destined to apparently win this division with no input from anybody else. No, but but this is this is Chicago sports right now. This is false hope right now with the Cubs. Mm. Tell you right now, this is false hope from the Cubs right now. I'm mm. telling you right fucking now. I'm telling you that makes sense. They are going to set them up for failure. Just just like what Stephen A. says about the Cowboys, that is what the Cubs are. 
And God, all it takes is just a little bit of level-headedness to just say, watch out for the Cubs instead of going from a stretch where you play good baseball and then taking it to we're winning a division. Like it's, you're skipping like four steps in the middle. And then, and then the people that are like, they're the only team with positive run differential. So they're going to win the division. We've been winning the fucking division all goddamn year with negative run differential. Why would that change? And they're what? Now they, let's see. They're, they're back to zero. The Brewers are at zero now after today. They're at zero. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Brewers are at zero. So. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be positive after the next three games. So That's true. That, I strongly agree with you on that. It is what it is. And they have another nationally televised game on Saturday. Yes, yes, they do. Well, that'll be fun. Um, hopefully, and hopefully Tuesday's we'll game those, is uh, national TV, which I should point out. Tuesday, we are going to have Vinny Rotino on the show. Tuesday okay. at 4 o'clock. It's going to be about 4 to 4.30-ish. Uh, we're working Vinny Rotino in, but next Tuesday at 4 o'clock, Vinny Rotino will be on the show. Obviously, we will promote that over the next few days, but I'll throw that out there. I'm going to point out one more thing. Sunday, which is before Tuesday, Tyler's joining the Dirty 30 Club, so can't wait mm. for that. Can't wait for that, buddy. Dirty 30, welcome to the club, baby. Yeah, I will get to see you in person on Friday, so oh. that'll for sure be fun. So Friday, one of the best then. days of the year, dude. I one will the see you then. The Looking oh. forward to it. Yeah, man. I'll uh, definitely get you a few shots, a few drinks. Uh, oh, good. We'll be, we'll be feeling good, having a good time, so I'm excited. <laughs> Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up here, man. Obviously, yeah, we do. Vinny on Tuesday. Uh, then we have live so show have on Thursday. On we're going to have a, a, a Whisker Fanatics episode on Wednesday. And yep. we're having an episode on Thursday. Then what is supposed to be our fantasy yep. football draft on Friday. Yep. And then the week after that Friday, we're doing our live event for the Badgers. Yep. And then the week after that Friday... We're having a Packers episode. And then we're into every week. And then and then the week after that Friday. That's a Packers primer. It's the Packers primer. Oh, baby. We are about to hit. Yeah, it's gonna, the next two weeks are going to fly. My dad says no alcohol on Friday. You are a goddamn liar. You're the reason for all of this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, yeah. I, uh, I'm going to see my dad tomorrow. We're bringing the kids to the. Uh, the kids wristband day. The wristband day. So that'll be a lot of fun tomorrow night. Uh, just let the kids go crazy. And then Friday, I'm going to partially forget that I have kids for a couple hours. Oh. So that's going to be a lot of fun for me just Neat. to pretend that I exist by myself. So, all righty. I will see you on Friday. Yes, sir. See you then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.